Hello and welcome back to the Daily Study of the Way of Mastery. I'm Jason Amoroso, your guide and friend. And today is July 4th, Independence Day, Freedom Edition. And after reading what we're going to cover today, it's the perfect day to be covering this. Today we are continuing with Lesson 10, The Way is Easy and Without Effort. And we're going to continue with Section 2, Acknowledge the Truth that Sets You Free. Paragraph 9, where Jeshua continues. Beloved friends, The way is easy and without effort. You exist to extend your treasure, and your treasure is that which is laid up in heaven through the decision to remember only your loving thoughts, to extend only loving thoughts, and to allow your actions to express or to manifest in the field of time the good, the beautiful, and the holy. Never, in italics, never is your freedom taken from you. Never in any circumstance do you lose the innocent freedom to teach only love, to be the presence of peace, to recognize that the world can give you nothing just as the world can take nothing from you. Wow, beautiful. The way is easy and without effort. And let's just be real and acknowledge that it doesn't always feel like this. It's very easy to kind of bypass all this stuff and be like, the world's an illusion, but then I'm so pissed when I watch the news or when I get cut off in the car and be like, oh, well, that's just an illusion. It didn't really happen. Like, no, let's, we're here. Let's use it. And we're here by choice. So let's acknowledge, damn, sometimes this life can be really hard and and not feel easy and feels like it needs a lot of effort. But let's also recognize and acknowledge that that's not fact. That's our experience. And there's deep in our subconscious beliefs and thoughts that we're holding, that we're investing in, that we are deeming important, that are creating the experience of hardness, of effortfulness. And as we start to see those and bring love to those misunderstandings that we're buying into, our experience changes. And Jeshua has already laid the path for us. So, and he's always going to keep calling us into the truth. The way is easy and without effort. You're just getting in your own way, basically. We all do that. So let's just acknowledge, yeah, I'm getting in my own way here because I'm afraid. Because I've been, been told that life is hard, so I'm looking for it to be hard and challenging. Life's a grind, so now I'm looking for life to be a grind. You got to... You got to sacrifice to get anything good. So I'm trying to figure out what I need to sacrifice to get anything that I really want. Right? We've been told all of these things of the world and none of them have led us to peace and happiness. So we're undoing them. This is a process of undoing through forgiveness, through seeing, through self-acceptance and love. You exist to extend your treasure. You exist, not not this body like, hey, you've been born of a, you know, let's say a mother and a father or a fertilized egg or whatever, like not the physical you and what you think your name is and where you were born and how old you are, which is a part of this experience. Let's accept that, not deny it. But let's also open up to this idea that as a consciousness, I am, that you exist, that you exist to extend or express your treasure. I like to use those words interchangeably. To extend something, I think about 
to extend it to me, it's easier to imagine like using the word express myself, extend my love, express my love. So I'm going to use those words interchangeably. You exist to express, extend your treasure. And then Jeshua says what your treasure is. It's that which is laid up in heaven, not in some place up in the sky waiting for you, the heaven within you, your awareness of God, love, divine source, energy, the force. In Star Wars, it's called the force, this energy that is in all living things. Your treasure is that which is laid up in heaven through the decision that you make. And no one can take it away from you. It's a decision. You choose. Isn't that empowering? This is the most empowering teaching. It's not disempowering in any way. All the power is in your hands. Not from an ego standpoint, but in a sovereignty, you're a wave in the ocean of love, made in the image and likeness of your creator. Just as the power of the ocean to create, the ocean of love welled up to create a unique expression of itself, the wave, you are a unique expression of God in form, not just physical form, in existence. And so your treasure is, is there when you decide to remember only your loving thoughts. You have loving thoughts, kind thoughts, compassionate thoughts, patient thoughts, accepting thoughts. That, that you know, it makes me think of that line in A Course in Miracles. There's only calls to love and expressions of love. And so many people are calling for love in so many ways. When people are unhappy, judgmental, greedy, critical, fearful, angry, they're just calling. They're saying, love me. I don't love myself. I don't know who I am. I've forgotten who I am. Love me. I need to take from you because I think I lack. Love me. I need to make you wrong so I feel right and I feel more safe in the world. Love me. Your decision to remember only loving thoughts. Now, this isn't to, when you have a judgmental thought, be like, ah, crap, I'm not being like Jesus, Jeshua says I am. I'm not. No, don't judge yourself. Just notice, oh, look where my mind went. My mind was focused on that fearful thought for a second. I'm going to forgive myself. I'm going to love myself. I'm not going to make it a big deal. I'm just going to say, I don't feel good when I focus on that fear. I'm going to focus over here on love. I'm going to focus over here on being kind. What I, I don't, it doesn't matter what that person's doing or saying. I get to choose. No one can take what happens inside of me away from me. They can try. So your treasure, think about a treasure. Your treasure is limitless. It's not, especially in loving, your treasure is in the love that you express, only loving thoughts. When you express a loving thought, a kind thought, a compassionate thought, a generous of service thought, that's your treasure. And it never runs dry. It's not like you have 100 gold coins in a chest somewhere inside of you. And when you give love away, you have 99 gold coins and 98. I better not run out. No, you know that's not how it works. You know that this is a treasure that only grows the more you give it away. Imagine that. Imagine that. The more you give away from the heart, not with any hidden agendas. Sometimes people want to be generous to give, give, give or to do things for other people so that then people will see them a certain way or people will give back to them. When you do for any attachment to get, that's not generosity. That's not giving of your heart. That's giving to get. And that energy comes from lack. Because you don't need anything. In truth, in your spirit, in your heart, you're whole, you're complete, you're overflowing with abundance. 
meaning more than enough. If you knew you had more than enough, what would you do? Of course, you'd give it away. You could never run out. Of course, you'd give it away. You'd want to share with other people so they could experience it. Do we do that with our love, with our presence? So many of us hoard it, cling to it. We don't want to give love away. Or we want to give love so that we get it back. Right? How many people are in a relationship right now where you're like, well, if I just give enough love, then they'll reciprocate and then I'll finally feel loved. And of course, you know that never happens. Love with strings attached is just always a recipe for suffering because it's not true love. It's conditional love. Here's the condition. If I give love to you, if I give generosity to you, if I give validation to you, then you give it back to me. That, that's the deal, right? That's the condition. And we all know, we've all been there. That, that just is a recipe for suffering because it's not true love. Allow your actions to express the good, the holy, and the beautiful. Allow them. You can't force it to happen. You can't make it happen through your effort. It never works that way. We've all been there. We've all tried so hard to make things happen from our own energy, intelligence, our own resource, that we are a resource. And when we're not connected to the divine, when we're not aware of who we are, we only have a limited amount of energy. We can't do it. It never works out. Forcing, efforting, trying, trying to make it happen never works out. Now, when we show up in love and we allow whatever action love is guiding us to do, that's the other thing. Get out of your brain and your analysis and your thinking about how you think love should come through you. Love will come through you if you allow it to in whatever ways for the highest good. It might be an action. It might be a word. It might be a thought. But don't judge it. Don't try and control it. Don't try and even understand it. Just allow it to move through you and express itself in whatever way it wants to. That is for the highest good. Always. Never is your freedom taken from you, Jeshua says. Your freedom is not of the world. Getting crucified in public, public humiliation, that doesn't look like freedom. Getting jailed doesn't look like freedom. Getting canceled or ostracized or exiled doesn't look like freedom. Being paralyzed doesn't feel like freedom. Never, in italics, is your freedom taken from you. No one can take it away from you because your freedom is not of the body. Your freedom is of your consciousness. Your freedom to choose how you will express yourself, what you will think, how who you will be. You can be love in prison. You can be love on the cross. You can be love in a paralyzed body. You can be love whenever you choose. If the Republicans are in charge, if the Democrats are in charge, if the global banking cabal is trying to do whatever they're trying to do, <laughs> you can be love. Don't you realize that's where the freedom of the whole world recognize this in an instant? Oh my God. Oh my gosh. But even that wouldn't matter because it doesn't matter about the changes out in the world. If the whole world recognized in an instant, heaven on earth, because we'd all be in heaven in ourselves. Heaven's in you when you choose to be and express love and kindness and generosity and service and patience and encouragement and joy and peace. Never in any circumstance, no circumstance, never. There's no exceptions. 
Do you lose the innocent freedom to teach only love? Not to like be on the milk carton on the corner of Fifth Avenue shouting out and preaching the gospel. That's not teaching only love. You teach by being. You don't have to say a word. Because imagine if you couldn't say a word. Helen Keller couldn't say a word vocally. She taught only love. At least that's the story in my mind. I'm sure she wasn't perfect. No one is in a body. But her message was of love. That's why she's so revered. Not only the things she, the physical things she overcame, but she overcame them through love. You teach only, like Gandhi said, my life is my message. You don't have to say a word about anything. Be love. That's you teaching love. Be kindness. Be forgiveness. Somebody makes a mistake, forgive them. 70 times 7-7. Forgive them, Lord. They know not what they do because they don't know who they are right now. They've forgotten who they are. Anyone who's angry, anyone who's hurtful, anyone who's greedy, anyone who's trying to take advantage of somebody else physically, emotionally, financially is hurting big time. They've forgotten who they are. But you can remember who they are. You can bless them. Even as they're doing the quote unquote bad things, you can bless them. Why wouldn't you? You're going to withhold your blessing and your love because they're still doing a bad thing. Is that forgiveness? Is that kindness? Is that even knowing the truth? You're so wrapped up in their human doing this. You're forgetting that they're not that. So you're only perpetuating and buying into their sleeping Be awake yourself. Bless them. And know that anyone who's a part of their wrongdoing, any victims or any of the people that are conspiring, they're all in it to learn. They're all in it for the growth and the learning of it. Even if it seems painful to their ego self, their human self, their soul is using this experience because the Holy Spirit translates instantly. Whatever is done in fear and from the ego instantly translated to be used for growth and awakening by the Holy Spirit. So their soul knows exactly what they're participating in. If they're the victim or the vic- or the, the victimizer. And we've been it all. You've been the victimizer and you've been the victim. All of it. And the answer is always love and compassion for forgetting who we are, for living in fear, choosing fear over love. You know circumstance can take away your innocent freedom to be the presence of peace. To recognize that the world can give you nothing because you you don't need anything in your spirit. In this world right now, we need money, we need food, we need shelter, we need safety for the body, all those things, but you can receive those. When you know who you are, you're not at the mercy of the world to give it to you. The world can truly give you nothing and the world can truly take nothing from you because you are a child of God. You are spirit. You are invincible, eternal, whole. Nothing's lacking from you. You weren't born imperfect and then you have to try and go on some cosmic uh, Easter egg hunt, scavenger hunt to find the missing pieces of you. And anytime we felt that way, when we found that missing piece, we realized it was in us the whole time. It was never out there. It was never missing out there. We just were looking for it in the wrong place. 
And if you're doing that right now, if you're looking, if you feel like there's just something inside of you that's missing or that's lacking or that's not enough, and you're trying to find it in the next sex, in the next date, in the next romance, in the next job promotion, in the next big check, in the next like on Instagram, whatever, wherever you're in the next car, in the next house, in the next whatever, if you're looking for it out there, you're never going to find it. And you know this. In your heart, you know this. That's why you get angry. That's why we get angry when we're like, ah, we just got to slow down. We're being invited to slow down and go within. Nothing can be taken from you. Nothing can be added from you. So relax. The way is easy and without effort. You already have it all. Slow down and you'll experience this, truly. And then how much energy will you have when you give up all that efforting, all that striving, all that worrying? That sometimes scares the crap out of us. Well, what will I do with all this energy if I stop worrying? What else will I then have to worry about? Well, uh, 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 slow down. Ooh, I can, wait, I can enjoy my life? I can give up this striving, this efforting, and just enjoy life? Huh, and it can feel like a weird space to be in. And you're like, well, am I just going to sit around and do nothing? No. Because, but you have to be still. And when you get to that place of stillness, your heart, which is what you are, love, wants to express itself. And then you're like, I have an idea. Let me paint. Let me create. Let me do this. Let me be of service. Who can I help? And all of a sudden you get busier than ever, but from a different place. You want to create. You have an inspiration that inspires you and brings you alive. And you want to bring it and have other people experience that same aliveness. Yes, you're not just idle. You're more active than ever from inside, but it's from a different place. In chapter 10, Jeshua says, paragraph 10, sorry, he says, when a child goes through a shift of awareness, they come to a point in their maturation process, not by struggle, not by design, not by much processing and not by any manner of strategies, the child merely in an instant looks at the toys that has been that he or she has been playing with and simply transcends them. The parents come home and the child has taken the toy truck and put it away in the closet. The doll is put on the windowsill and a book is picked up instead. Who makes the change? Not anyone outside that child. And we can all relate to this. We can all relate to this of like whether... We've been the child and our parent has tried to do something like our parent has thrown our blankie away or thrown out our toys and it's time to grow up or we've been the parent or the parent is any kind of authority figure, our boss or anything, the world trying to, okay, you need to be ready now for this. It never, you can never force it to happen. Any parent knows this. You can never force it to happen. It happens when the, when it's ready to happen. It happens when it's ready to happen. We are the child. By the way, when Jeshua was talking about children, he's talking about us. And how, and not in a judgmental way, we are still immature spiritually. And so we are maturing spiritually, meaning in our awareness of what reality is that we've forgotten and we are maturing into remembering. So when a child, when we, you, go through a shift of awareness, you come to a point in your maturation process, not by struggle. You know how much we struggle, not by design. You know how much we try and strategize 
not by processing all day long, right? A lot of us in the spiritual growth world do ton. You can process all day. Let me process this. Let me process this emotion. Let me process this trauma. Oh, there's another. Let me process, process, process all day long. It's like never ending. It can be exhausting. I've seen so many couples where one person's on like their spiritual healing journey and they just process, they want to process everything ad nauseum. And then their partner's like, this is exhausting. I I just can't do this. It's like constant emotional process of everything. And that's not bypass. It's like, whew, that's a lot. And there's a time and space for processing. But you can't get to maturation, as Jeshua says, through a ton of processing. It just happens when you're ready. And not by any manner of strategies. The eight steps to enlightenment, the three steps to manifestation, that's not getting you there. The child, you, merely in an instant looks at the toys that he has been playing with and simply transcends them. I don't, I don't need this anymore. I don't want it anymore. It doesn't serve the purpose that it is, and I'm ready to move on. We've all had that experience. The parents come home and the child's taken the toy truck and put it in the closet. The parents didn't have to do that and try and manipulate the kid to stop playing with your make-believe friends. It's just, it's just the child grows out of it. And in an instant, it's like, nah, I don't want that anymore. I'm done with the video games. I want to do something. I'm bored of video games. It's hollow. The doll's put on the windowsill and a book is picked up instead. Let me try this now. Who makes the change? Not anyone outside the child. No one can do it for you. And you can't do it for anyone else. You can't do it for anyone else. You can't do it for your child. You can't do it for your spouse or your partner. You can't do it for your parents. You can't do it for your best friends. You can't do it for the world. That's not your job. So let it go. You can't do it for anyone else. You can only do it for yourself. And you can't force it to happen. Last paragraph for today. When you put aside any negative habit, as you would perceive it to be, when you have given up placing value in something that no longer serves you, you merely transcend it and it is done with. No big deal. No one does it for you. You simply decide. You pull back the value you had placed on it, and the objects that were the symbols of what you were valuing merely drop out of your life. And a lot of times, We wait until it gets so painful. We wait until we have a health diagnosis before we make a real change. We wait till we go bankrupt or we are in debt till we make a change. We wait till someone leaves us or cheats on us or something happens before we make a change. So often we wait until it gets so painful and we hit rock bottom before we wake up and make a change when we could have made a change at any one point. When you put aside any negative habit, as you would perceive it to be, when you have, it's the value you're giving it, when you have given up placing value in something that no longer serves you, it's not judgment, it's just, I'm done with this. And and so the question is, what are the negative habits in your life right now? Do an honest inventory. Look at the things you know aren't good for you. And I'm saying more consciousness-wise, not not strictly for the body. Like, what are you doing 
that like numbs you, that has you be unconscious? What is that for you? It could be porn, alcohol, drugs, video games, shopping. Could be a lot of different things. Smoking. It's not just limited to physical things. What value are these things playing in your life? When you look at the things you know aren't good for you, and it's not the thing itself, it's the consciousness that you're doing it from. It could be work. You're, you're, you're so busy work because you don't want to feel. You don't want to feel the grief that's waiting for you. So you're just staying busy, busy, busy all the time. And you're hiding behind, oh, I'm being productive or I'm working hard for my family or I'm, I'm attaining great things. I'm achieving things that are helping other people, even good things that are helping other people. But really inside, you know that it's you staying busy because you don't want to feel. And that kind of honesty is courageous. Slowing down that level. When you notice the value that you've given something, but it no longer serves you, you merely transcend it and it's done with. No big deal. I'm going to give up the porn because I want real intimacy and connection with my partner. I'm going to give up the alcohol because I want to be present with my family, with myself. I want to be present with myself. Yes, I'm numbing the pain, but I'm, I realize I'm also numbing the joy. And I want to experience joy, even if it means experiencing pain. So you transcend it. You're done with it. No big deal. You just give it up. No one does it for you. No one can do it for you. You have to decide. You simply do decide. And you're pulling back the value that you've placed on it. It, it no longer holds value for you. And the objects that were the symbols of what you were valuing merely drop out of your life. And sometimes that's people. Sometimes the people think in terms of energy and consciousness and not so linearly of the world. Sometimes we surround ourselves with people that are energetically encouraging us and allow and not allowing us because no one they're not they, they energetically encourage us to participate in the things we know are not good for us. So when we grow out of those things that we know aren't good for us and we leave the value of those behind and we step into a different experience that we want to have, oftentimes it means leaving those people not behind, but like you're not resonating with them anymore. You're not in resonance. There's no alignment. So if I love going to the bar and drinking with the buddies and I have a lot of bonds with them, but then I realize that alcohol and going to that environment isn't good for me and I don't want it anymore. It doesn't serve the value. It might mean like I don't see those people anymore because they're still drinking and at the bar and participating in that environment. And there's no judgment to that. That's where they're still at and where they're choosing to be. It doesn't mean I'm better than them. It just means I've shifted out of it. But we have all these things attached and they might get mad and be like, oh, you don't care about us anymore. You think you're better than us. Of course, that's their fear speaking. They just want they're just saying, love me, love me, love me anyway. I love you guys. Have an amazing day. Subscribe, share with someone you care about. Give us a good review. Send me an email. Hello at revelationbreathwork.com. I know I'm asking a lot of you guys. Send me an email. Just say hello. It's so great to hear from you guys. It's so great. We're all over the world growing and learning together. Have an awesome day. Love you guys. We'll see you next time.